Hello and welcome to the Actually Do You Know What podcast. Um, I just thought I'd give a quick disclaimer before we got into the episode about the actual content of it. Both myself and Luke thought after recording the episode that there was moments when we might have got bogged down on certain ideas and the fluidity wasn't quite there. So I just thought it'd be good to give a heads up to those of you listening that you know, it mightn't flow as well as other episodes, but at the same time, I think it, it's it's an episode where the content might be slightly heavier, um, and hopefully the listeners yourselves can understand that in talking through these topics that it is a difficult thing to think about, and I'm not saying that in a way that there's other people who couldn't, you know, get by it easily, there obviously is, but we both found it quite difficult, um, and yeah, I, I, it wasn't worth, you know, not putting up the episode because in our mission statement, we said how we wanted to discuss difficult topics. And, and I think we did that. Um, obviously, there's room for more discussion with this uh, idea for the episode and we plan on doing that. But um, hopefully you'll enjoy this episode anyways. Uh, those issues, they, sh- they rear their face quite a few times but at the same time I think it flows okay um so yeah I just thought I'd give this quick disclaimer to say that uh you hopefully you can stick through it um realize that we thought ourselves maybe it doesn't sound perfect but hopefully you'll get the idea and it might encourage yourselves to think about the things as deeply as as we were trying to do uh yeah but hopefully you'll enjoy the episode anyways so without further ado, we'll just uh, get right into it. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Actually Do You Know What podcast. Um, for our episode this week, we said we'd kind of keep along the same lines as we were with last week's and we're going to touch on religion. So me and Luke would kind of see eye to eye on I think practically everything in this conversation um and obviously it'd be interesting to to speak with people who, who differ in opinions and even saying that there's people who differ in opinions from us who'd be far more educated on the topic to discuss it as well and I feel like we say that every week but it's important to keep getting across because we don't want to sound as though we think we know everything on it like we realize that that's far from the case um and especially with a topic like religion it can be very like it's a it's a touchy top touchy subject for a lot of people so we have to be wary but at the same time you can't have this conversation with that completely in mind i mean you have to be willing to get your point across for for the most part without being afraid of offending people yeah and as far as the education side of it goes um one thing i've been wary of is uh quoting religious texts without knowing the original you know translation of them and you know they might have been mistranslated but at the end of the day you can sort of reconcile that with the fact that everybody that believes it isn't educated yeah yeah so it's uh, you know sort of give and take there so it evens out yeah i feel like uh myself and luke have had a massive impact on us from people who'd be considered, you know, new atheists like Richard Dawkins, Sam Harris, people like this. Mm. Um, But then at the same time, you would also have the influence of, let's say, Jordan Peterson, who takes a very different approach to religion from those in that he sees massive utility and all of these effects kind of get us to where we are 
right now, which is a point of probably atheistic beliefs, but willing to question its utility in society, not yeah. completely, not throwing the baby out with the bathwater kind yeah. of job. Yeah, we're not anti-religion, we're just more secular, I would suppose. Yeah, word. yeah like, uh, again, someone we mentioned a lot last week, like, uh, the cosmic skeptic kind of has a lot of ideas similar to this and that he's atheist himself, but he's willing to, you know, philosophize about those ideas and see hmm. if there is a place in society where religion can plant its stake and be yeah. willing to be seen as a massive contributor to morality and the way sh- society should roll out and move forward. Yeah. Um, I'd be in the same sort of uh, uh, ballpark as him. Like I've listened to a lot of Jordan Peterson's uh, podcast episodes on like deconstructing biblical stories. And I definitely don't believe that they literally happened. And I definitely don't derive any sense of morality from it, but they're just, you can learn lessons from them like you can any story. So yeah. I suppose that's that's where I stand on that. Yeah, like there's this good discussion between uh, Sam Harris and Jordan Peterson that they had kind of around stuff like that. And I'd recommend listening to it for anyone that hasn't. No, saying that it's there's two parts and they're about two hours each. So mm. I've only listened to the first and it's quite heavy stuff. And you you can see where both sides are coming from and they're coming from different places. So it's very hard for them to meet on common ground. Yeah. And this is kind of where our beliefs um, probably come together more where they're both. Sam Harris has taken a very literal mm. viewpoint of religion as in taking it, taking the, the written word of these religions very literally, like a lot of fundamentalists do. Whereas Jordan Peterson's yeah. kind of taking a far more abstract view of it and leaving it into interpret or leaving it up to interpretation. But see, the danger with that is um, that the further you go out and the further you stray from, like let's say, the Bible or the Quran, that the more it becomes a matter of subjectivity. Mm the more how can you have any control or condemn anyone for taking it as they may. Yeah. Um thing I probably should say about that as well is that I think Jordan Peterson's approach, like in a personal sense, is like is useful because he's smart enough and he's well adjusted enough to know where to draw the line. But the problem that I might see with it is that someone else might take it too literally. And that's where the problem occurs. So you need to sort of bridge the gap a bit. If everyone was as um, conscientious, conscientious as Jordan Peterson about religion, then it might be a non-topic. But yeah, yeah, you know. it's it's cases of where it's very easy for people to be led astray by religious dogma. Yeah, and that's that's the whole like we said when we were discussing what we do for the podcast that a big aspect of this podcast will be discussing its uh, religion's place in society and that's a massive part there in terms of where it should lie being that it gives people the opportunity to get enveloped by this dogma um but as well we were saying that we'd kind of discuss where we saw issues with where with the beliefs that are held around us and see that's the thing that's another point about religion like the fact that geography can play such a massive role Mm. in religion like if you geographically look at where someone lives 
the chances of you being able to guess their religion is massive. Yeah. So it comes down to a case of that, like that's that's definitely a point against religion in that with all yeah. these religions different slightly, and obviously you can take you can take it as a a wider perspective and say that a god is the underlying point of all of this that different interpretations and might mean little compared to the idea of having faith in a god hmm. but then that i think that's a that's like a point again against the idea of people who would debate for christianity or for islam or yeah um i think disclaimer as well um i don't personally believe in like a god or whatever well see it's a tricky one but i'm not saying that it's wrong to believe in a god or some sort of higher power or whatever but i just think that the being so attached to christianity or uh, you know islam i think that's that's the problem yeah and as well there's some people that would say that like if you say anything about god they'll automatically divert it to the sole idea of a religion like let's say Hmm. you say something about a god and someone says you know oh god like that and religion was made to you know control people and gain power and stuff like that and just i don't know the fact that people have worshipped a god from the beginning of time like since before our records began different kinds of god just takes away from that idea that this god is something that someone made up like yeah I, I definitely don't think that's the case yeah um, i think uh, everyone strives for there being something more yeah like especially with the I, the fact that we're conscious of our own mortality you know is obviously going to lead people to think about what's after and yeah. for a long time and even still it, it gave people a a sense of mind about it and yeah. possibly a purpose and definitely peace yeah and as well um you can see with like um certain cultures like the native americans that i don't know, I think it's the native americans with the peyote uh, whatever and the ayahuasca the psychedelic drugs their experiences are as real as our reality even though they're induced by psychedelics like you can't say they're fake so they see these, you know, supernatural deities or whatever, and that's real for them. And that's where a lot of sort of major religions stem from, like psychedelics and whatever. So it's not just made up as a power ploy. It's Yeah, there, it's, there's something far deeper to it than that. Yeah. And that and that obviously is a, like I've been saying, a point system a few times, but that's a point towards religion's argument. Mm. But at the same time, it depends on what your mindset is in terms of how rationally you want to approach it. Yeah. Like I think there's more in terms of the science versus religion kind of debate. Religion has a bigger problem in that science continually disproves aspects of religion, of religious uh, idea and, and thinking. Whereas I don't think science is ever going to come to a point where it can totally wipe it out. Well, not yeah. for a long time anyways, because it's kind of, it's an unfalsifiable idea, this idea of a God. Mm. Like, there's no point where we can come to, and that's where the philosophical debates come in, whereas though, like, you know, some people think the Big Bang is 
a strong argument for a god because this idea of there being a beginning is is nonsense unless there is something that began it and then obviously there's larger philosophical ideas that i i don't have the mental capacity to get into Mm. but that would dispute that again yeah there's a to the science end of things there's there's a quote i'm paraphrasing this and butchering it but it's like um, if when you dip your toes in science, you become an atheist. But when you immerse yourself, you find God. And a lot of people see how complex and how well things work when you get down to the nitty gritty of the quantum mechanics and all that stuff. And they see no other explanation except a higher power plan. And and they're just not exactly like the you know the bearded man in the sky type thing. Definitely not that, but more like a like a spiritual you know sort of yeah that's and that's a massive part of it as well because if you if you look at people like richard dawkins and maybe sam harris but definitely more so richard dawkins a massive part of their argument against religion and against god is against this idea of the man in the sky sky, which has been an overarching idea for religion for as long as people can remember like without studying the theology of it that's what you're going to be drawn to because why would you think any way otherwise when you're obviously going to relate it to your experience and your experiences yeah. of people and, and the world around us so to to think anything other than the man in the sky would require a lot of thought and that's just not yeah. the way that religion has evolved it, yeah. it stems as well from uh, the accessibility back when a lot of people were, were illiterate and they couldn't read through abstract ideas of, you know, gods. The churches and paintings or whatever were depicted in simple means. And while the original intentions might have been that, oh, don't do this, you might, you know, negatively impact those around you, blah, 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 like a real complex thing. To simplify, it had to be, don't murder, you're going to go to hell, there's goblins and demons. And, <laughs> you know, but if you look at... um. Um, there's a cathedral in uh, Autun in France that depicts um, a big like hellscape and they literally just put every demon, monster, anything under the sun just there to show the horrors of not believing and yeah it's like uh, have you ever seen the documentary Before the Flood? No I don't think so it's the one Leonardo DiCaprio did on climate change. Yeah, he's watched the whole thing, but yeah. So even you know from the start of it that the he he speaks about this painting that he had in his room when he was a child, and it was it's a religious painting of the first is like this symbol of the Garden of Eden, mm. and then there's overcrowding and greed in the second, and then it deteriorates into hell in the third, mm. and like obviously you can take that like that is shown as this symbol of heaven and hell but uh, like it's obviously trying to get across that deeper point of greed and lack of morals and stuff like that is going mm. to deteriorate society into such and such yeah even um i touched on this in the it was the last episode about the mark the beast and that's been you know sort of hijacked and taken to mean um a literal ownership by the devil and whatever. But in reality, the real, like, biblical interpretation, like the theological, or the theologians, what they translated it to is, 
is a big long convoluted thing of how it got to this but it's the mark of the beast is money like it's um they're talking about greed and you know that's sort of sense and that's the mark of the beast you know it was a very metaphorical take and it was taken literally and mistranslated and whatever so you know yeah and that and that's where i think a lot of people find their issues with religion is that it's so susceptible to hijacking in that regard yeah. that i mean you're taking written word and saying that it can't be taken literally yeah. so therefore the people who take it literally have probably the best theological argument for why theirs is right and that you know it's supposed to be the word of god and therefore yeah. it's the word if it's the word of god why can we pick and choose what we listen to as the word of God? Yeah. Um, whereas people who take it more subjectively, you know, that's pro- that's the right way to take it, but there's also the chance that taking it so subjectively is going to lead to chaos and going to lead to a completely wrong interpretation of these religious uh, yeah. doctrines. Um, interpretation is a double-edged sword when it comes to it because... <sighs> You can be you can interpret it in a useful way, like the way Jordan Peterson and most regular people do. Or you can interpret it in the complete wrong way and, you know, end up becoming yeah. a terrorist. Um and the argument that someone like Sam Harris would uh, would say is um like the problem with religious fundamentalists is not them, it's the fundamentals of the religion. And you can see where he's coming from because yeah. uh, he made he uh, set an example of this religion called Jainism. Probably heard of it. It's um, it's like an ancient Indian religion, and they're all like vegetarians. They're all like they won't kill any animals. They won't use any animal products. They're very self conscious of being the credit to the earth and not taking more than they can give back and all that sort of stuff. And he was saying that a religious extremist of the this faith would be the nicest person you'd ever meet. The more extreme they get, the less you have to worry about them, he was saying. What are they going to do? Kill less. <laughs> yeah. But then that's where the problem lies with other religions where you have to be careful of extremism. And there's yeah. always going to be that. Yeah, I mean, if you look at like how many atrocities in human history have been carried out because of religious extremism. Yeah. And that's the problem as well when you create a hierarchy like, let's say, the Catholic Church, for instance. Mm. Like like any hierarchy, there's the chance that it's going to be corrupted and like it usually tends towards corruption. So, I mean, that you, you can see why so many terrible things have happened as a result of the Catholic Church being in power because at the end of the day, that's leaving religion up to... A person, and while they're supposed to be, you know, the utmost holy person, and that's the interpretation we're supposed to take. Mm. It does. It's still a human being that you're dealing with, and you're you're stepping away from this individual interpretation, and it hasn't always led to a positive thing. I mean, it is now because obviously it's losing less of or it has less of a grip than it did, so therefore it has to accustom itself more to worldwide population and society Mm. but if you look at things like the crusades like that was missions by the catholic church to spread its message like how could that be anything but a power ploy yeah and even the palestinian conflict is all based on i know maybe um 
being Jewish has turned less of a religion, more of a cultural thing because it's so, you know, and obviously it's not all Jewish people. There's a lot of Jewish people against it, but that's where it stemmed from that the Israelites felt that they <clears throat> deserved that land because of their Holy Scripture and then kicked the Palestinians out. Yeah. And it's been going on for ages because... Yeah, but it's like even with that thing, that's the problem. That's another problem with religion is that I think that it's been proven that there was never any... The Israelites didn't suffer the plight that the Jewish Bible made it out to be the case. I'm pretty positive that I, I'm almost sure. Um, I've heard it mentioned a few mm. times that like there were even archaeologists that you know went to Israel with the idea of proving mm. the way that these Israelites suffered, but I'm I'm pretty sure that didn't happen. Yeah, um, and even if it did, like the we can still see that the problem. This is it. If it did happen it still is a point against the whole idea of religion being a, you know, being a useful thing. It's, it shows that religion is a very divisive and very problematic aspect of life that, you know, this combat of religions because they were persecuted because of their religion. Yeah. It's like, or even, uh, to take a more individual example there, like you take someone like Ben Shapiro, who's definitely on the side of Israel being a legitimate state. Yeah. Yes. I can't see where it would differ too much in terms of um, why the Jewish people would deserve their own state compared to why black people wouldn't deserve reparations. And he's obviously someone who'd be against reparations. 100%. Do you get me? So I think in that way, religion can kind of pull people away from being completely rational. Or even his whole, um, you know, facts don't care about your feelings and then he just doesn't think that gay people should be allowed to get married. And you're like... (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> that's something who's that's clearly influenced by a religion that yeah. doesn't have a solid basis for yeah. its for its doctrine. It's such a trump card as well to say my religion says it because if you combat someone on their points, normally all you have to do is dismantle their points. If it's because of a religious reason, you have to disprove religion, and you know. It's just not... Yeah, or even even speaking about that and the fact that, you know, people are told to do something because it's the word of God and their faith. There's this um, paradox kind of where I heard it, someone on about it and they were saying that, you know, does God command you to do something because it's good or, oh, why can't, I won't be able to get the word of this right at all and I feel like I'm going to miss the point completely. It was... Mm. let me think about it now oh i'll have to look it up and check because i thought it was a a really good like kind of thought experiment because a lot of paradoxes can be found in religion and that's what most atheistic or secular belief people who hold secular beliefs have against religion is that there's so many paradoxes found um Yeah, it de- religion is something that definitely doesn't stand up to logic and you sort of have to just turn a blind eye as a believer and I suppose that's why personally I became an atheist. I might rephrase, I would be reluctant to call myself an atheist more so that I'm irreligious. I'm not religious and definitely not Christian anymore because of the whole logical inconsistencies and the whole reason I got into the 
uh, this whole thing of being in, uh, irreligious is because I was very, I liked reading scientific things and I started getting into evolution. So I started reading Richard Dawkins books and, you know, I read The Selfish Gene and I read, um, you know, all the other books about evolution and that introduced me to the God delusion and books like that. And so I was watching his videos on YouTube to see some stuff about maybe evolution, but then it, it turned into him debunking Christian, yeah. Christian, uh, you know, pastors and all that. And then that's where, because he's such a smart guy and I read all of his books, not all of them, obviously, but I read a lot. Like the, they had a big impact on me. And then that's where the whole, uh, you know, a religious aspect of me came from. Yeah, and I think it sometimes it's hard to. I don't see. I don't know if I fully understand the distinguishment between atheistic beliefs and agnostic beliefs because I mean, yeah. Originally, I would have heard that the idea of agnosticism is that you don't believe there is a god, but you wouldn't be against the idea of it being possible. But I don't yeah. think that's the exact mm. definition of it. Yeah, I think it's like. This isn't the problem. Is yeah, I think it's like that you can't know, but no one can know. To know something for certain is an impossible. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm yeah. like, I don't understand why it's not the case that everyone is, or maybe agnosticism is just the idea of being completely unbiased on it, and that you don't lean either way. And if that's yeah. the case, then I, I share your opinion on on it being atheistic beliefs seem like the most logical and the most rational in saying that there could be very strong arguments put up from religious people against that. Yeah. Um, no, back to the dilemma that I was looking up. Uh, it, it's this K it's this argument of like, is good and just good and just because God wills it or does God will it because it's good and just. That's sort of, Yeah. Like there's a lot of these kind of moral that 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 comes back, I suppose, to what we were talking about in the last episode of morality, and like the objectivity of yeah. it. And it's like um, the whole thing of it's been hijacked by the Islamic extremists, but like um, killing the non-believers. Were they ordered to do that, even though Allah no knew it was wrong, but because it was needed or be, or because it was right and that's why you know was he was he ordering them to do it you know yeah, yeah no i know what you're saying and as well i, I might want to get across as well that like the instance or like the examples that we'll use most will probably be christianity and islam and that's only because we know christianity the most because it, that's what we're surrounded um, by obviously being Irish they're also the two most popular religions yeah. in the world and uh, with Islam it can be easy to point out flaws because yeah. of the fundamental aspect of it I mean there is that whole argument of whether or not a reformation is what's needed in Islam obviously you could be under the, uh, the idea that religion as a whole needs to kind of be pushed back somewhat but if you're not completely there, I think most people could go behind the idea that um, yeah. it is needed and the change is needed. Yeah, but the problem I have with that, that you need to reform the religion, is um, for Islam, let's say, all of the things come from Muhammad, who was, you know, uh, 
in direct contact with yeah. Allah. Yeah, that's the problem with revelation. Yeah, like this was, uh, he was speaking, Allah was speaking through Muhammad and this was God's word. Like there's no, um, there's no debating it. And a lot of people would be of the opinion that you can't alter you have to take it as God said it because who are you to interpret the text? Who are you inter- to interpret God's words? He has the final say in it. And then there's the case of, you know, cultural context. I don't think in this framework God needs cultural context. He makes the culture. Yeah. And he makes the context. And people often cite the. Like this is a big, um, big counter argument to uh, Islamic morals that Muhammad's second wife Aisha, she was only six at the time of marriage, and you might think maybe he waited to consummate the marriage. <laughs> and you know what? He, he actually did. He actually did. Uh, so it's not, a, it's not as bad. She was nine when they consummated it. Yeah, and, and we, he also may or may not have kept sex, sex slaves. Yeah, but like then it's like, oh, we need to understand the cultural context. Are you God? You don't get to decide. Yeah, and that... it's either right or wrong. You can't interpret this. And, um, like, the big thing I was saying in the last episode as well was that you can only decide this is wrong either because you're rebelling against your own religion and you've been corrupted, or because you actually have another source of morality except your your scripture, which is definitely the case. Because if you can nitpick from your scripture, then it means you're deriving these uh, these assumptions and these uh, conclusions from another source that you hold in higher esteem. And I think that's yeah. That the yeah. to tie it into this idea of cultural context and the idea of religion transcending through um, the centuries. Uh, some people would make the argument that religion is you know it's a part of human nature the fact that it's gone on since before our records began that people worshipped ideas of gods but um i think richard dawkins describes it as a byproduct of evolution not as a product yeah and he uses the example of so the idea of moths committing suicide in a in a in a flame so moths obviously evolved to fly with the sun to their side so they yeah. knew to fly straight. And now that evolution has carried on to an, into a world where we have lamps, we have candles. Yeah. So they fly towards the light. And that could be the same argument could be put up towards religion in that just because it was a part of our evolution, it, could, it doesn't mean that it's prescriptive. Yeah. It could have just been a part of it. Like we can grow past the idea of needing a religion, and I'm not saying that that's exactly true. I'm just saying that that is an argument. It's an idea to yeah. hold. I think we can say though that it is that it is essential to grow out of this idea of needing a religion. Um, yeah, that's I, just my view. But yeah, no, I probably agree in terms of. I wouldn't say that people need to stop having a faith. Or having a faith in a in a higher being, but the this collective idea of religion, while it might have benefits, I don't think the benefits massively outweigh the negatives of it. Yeah, um, as well for anyone listening that might be religious, I I probably doubt it because I think we would skew more towards um, 
irreligious people. But anyway, if you are... Well, even with, like the youth today, like young people just yeah. don't really... But even like even if you are religious, um, but not fully, fully practicing, like there's a lot of people who wouldn't call themselves out and out atheists or agnostics or whatever, um, but they have no you know, ties, to, like they've never read the Bible type thing. They're just yeah. going off what they heard. I would sort of, I know what I have to say about that because you're not really a Christian if you don't read the Bible. And that might seem like, who are you to say that or whatever? But you're, if you're not delving into all that your the religion has to say, I don't think you're doing it justice, and I think you're 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 believing um, stuff and acting under a false pretense in the sense that you might be following some of the things that have become acceptable because you know what do you know it just happens to align with our what our own beliefs that would naturally be apparent like morality, like we know it's morally right to you know not kill people. The Bible happens to say it as well. And whatever. So you might say I'm a Christian because the Bible tells me not to whatever. But you're a Christian but you also don't... Uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's a part in it. Cover your hair during prayer if you're a woman. Yeah. You also don't um, stone, your, stone your daughter if you find out she's not, not a virgin. virgin. Yeah. And if you pick and choose like that, I'm afraid to say... The fundamental, the fundamentalist will be on my side here. You're not a real uh, practicer of that religion, and that's a good thing. Yeah, that I was just going to question whether or not you thought that was a good thing or not, because I was kind of thinking that a leaning towards that way of acting is more beneficial. Yeah, but what I'm, where I'm going with this is, I think you're either all in your or you're all out. And it's never right to be all in in this <laughs> in this context in the sense that by the definition of the scriptures, if you're interpreting it interpreting it in a way and picking, you're doing it wrong. So you're not truly of that religion. So that's I think what what I'm trying to say. Um, people that are halfway and not fundamentalists are just one step away from realising that they're actually not religious. They might believe in a higher power, and I, yeah. more power to you, to, to be honest. I don't I don't care. I'd be more leaning that way myself, that there is some higher power, but not, definitely not in the way that it's... Definitely not the man in the sky kind of job. Yeah, and definitely, it's not a higher power that cares about the gender of the person that you sleep with. Yeah, yeah. And it, like to move away from this idea of funneling, let's say money, for example, into like the Catholic church, yeah. the idea of having to like it, the fact that for years it, it was a case that, you know, that was going to save you from yeah. a longer stint in purgatory to give money to the Catholic church. Just, it put such a disdain on it. I mean, that's, I'd say a massive influence on most atheists is the horrors that are the bad things that have been carried out by different faiths. Yeah. And like you were saying there, yes, there's a greater tendency that someone who's there is closer to leaning towards moving away from the faith or just simply acknowledging that there is a higher power without being tied to religion. 
but when they're balanced when they're in that balanced area there's also the chance that they could tend towards fundamentalism and obviously they're not going to the yeah, yeah it, do, it doesn't seem like that would be the case without a big influence because obviously they haven't had that influence up to now but it is a possibility and that's where religion has its issues this yeah. tendency towards fundamentalism yeah and <clears throat> you might be thinking like what is the problem with being in between and i suppose it's sort of like it's a slippery slope and you might be in agreement with some of the things or in agreement i should say with some of the things that the that the doctrine sort of proposes but then other things you're not but then it's very easy to get lost in it like there's a a thing here a graph here from it was pew research um they're a non-profit think think tank it's called and they do a lot of research and they've done polls and whatever you want they have a poll on it and they're talking about um support for sharia law yeah i think i think i've heard of these yeah support for sharia law in different countries and one thing here predominantly muslim country uh, iraq support for sharia law among is this among the population no population of muslims so in iraq the population of muslims that are in support of Sharia law is 91%. Um, you know, places, a lot of places are very high like that. Even places that you wouldn't think, like Russia, 42%, all them, they're very high numbers and they're in support of Sharia law, which is, let's face it, not a very good thing. Yeah, um, to put it quite lightly. Like, yeah. I, I think I heard another, I think it was Sam Harris, I heard quote a stat that there was like that polls taken of British Muslims mm. and I think it was 0% out of the poll taken said that it was okay to be gay. Yeah. And I mean, I don't think there's another question you could ask a population where you're going to get a 0%. Like if you ask, like, <laughs> is pizza get real? You're not going to get a 0% answer to that and that seems yeah. a far more ridiculous statement. Yeah, and... We're not saying here also that if you poll amongst atheists or religious people that they're going to 100% agree with homosexuality. That's not the case. Yeah, and we're not going to we're not saying that the people who live in these Muslim countries or are Muslim themselves are bad people like that's not what. Yeah. Any um any critiques we have is of the doctrine and not the people. And obviously the people come yeah. into it when they take fundamentalism to an extreme yeah. extent, but it, it is of the yeah. doctrine. That's important yeah. to keep in mind. Yeah. We talked about this as well in the evil episode, episode two, where we're talking about that you could have been a Nazi. And that's nothing against you as a person. It might be, I don't know who you are, but you know, it's not against you as a person. It's, it's the beliefs that were hold, that were held, um, that did the harm. And... People are very gullible in the masses, and yeah, but it's like if you if you're born in a strongly majority Muslim country today, yeah, that where the law of the land is Sharia law, and that's the culture that you're brought up in, and everyone's telling you that that is the only way to live your life. How are you going to think any differently? Yeah, it's just it's it's it'd be very idiotic to believe that these people are at fault. Like anyone who's Islamophobic in the sense of they just think Muslim people are bad people. Yeah. It's just a, it's a foolish way of thinking. Yeah. Um, 
distinction as well to be made is that to criticize a religion isn't to criticize the people that practice it. Uh, you might be criticizing some of the people that practice it. However, like I'm here criticizing Catholicism or Christianity and Islam or whatever. And my family, for the most part, is Christian. And yeah, yeah. I know a fair few Muslims. And I'm not going to stop hanging out with them because their belief system is... I'm going to say objectively wrong. I think it's objectively wrong. There's no way to frame it otherwise. I think it's a fair assumption to... Or it's a fair statement to make that it is objectively wrong. If not the whole concept, then definitely the the the, the teachings within. And I think... Yeah... Yeah, maybe. I, I mean, I um, I don't know if I'd be willing to completely agree with you there. I get what you're saying. That's fair. But um, I think that'd come back to, again, if anyone is interested in the idea of things being objectively wrong or subjectively wrong, they could listen to the last episode. And I think I kind of wouldn't agree with you. Like, I agree with you that they're wrong but I don't agree with you so, that yeah. it's objectively so. Yeah. But that's besides, I think, the point that you're trying to make. The point that you're trying to make is that the discrimination of people because they're a part of this group who hold a certain belief or who hold what might be different beliefs, but together, collectively, adhere to the same doctrine. Those people aren't worth, you know, aren't not worth being in our society because of the group that they're a part of. Mm. And I think that's massively important. And I think it's important in terms of trying to find a way where religion's not going to be used as a weapon for doing wrong. Mm. Because if if it's a case that, oh, I'm not going to be friends with this person because their family is strong Catholics or their yeah. family is Muslim or wh- whatever the case may be, I don't think uh, that's only going to further segregate people into their... Yeah, religions into these communities of belief. Yeah, and I think uh, this is an important time to make the point. Oh, Jesus Christ! Um, important point to make now about the approaches to religion. Um, whereas the likes of Richard Dawkins are very, uh, not militant, but very uh, aggressive in his, you know, um, wanting to get rid of religion. I wouldn't be of that inclination, not because I think it's the wrong thing to do, just because I'm not of that temperament, that I'm that. Yeah, I, think- I lean more towards the side of being agreeable, and I'm not going to strip someone of their beliefs, because people, good people do good things under the, I would say, false pretense of religion. Like, I don't think, well... Mother, Mother Teresa is a bad example. She was actually a bad apple, to be honest. Um, but let's just say, at face value, Mother Teresa, she did a lot of good. Oh, I might pick someone else. Let's just say someone that did a lot of good uh, through religion or they're a religious person. They, I think, would have been a good person regardless. That maybe focused their efforts and focused their, you know, <clears throat> they gave them a divine yeah. thing. But... The problem isn't good people doing good things. It's the good people that have been led to do bad things with religion. Like, these suicide bombers don't actually think it's bad to blow up innocent women and children and 
I don't know what men as well. Yeah, like, they, but like they, they're being told that you know there is no greater way to exist than to be willing to die for the fight of Allah. Yeah, like, like it, it, it's complete brainwash. Yeah, like we can <clears throat> we can condemn to a certain degree people that do bad things and know they're bad, but I think it's even worse when people do bad things and think they're doing good, which is what a lot of the religious extremists do. They're doing this in service of a a, a cause that is so that is so undeniably positive that no matter what they do, they'll always be on the side of right. Yeah, and, and the, fact that, the fact that the door is so open is yeah. the issue. Yeah. I mean, like, in saying that, it's it's not a case where we're like, like, obviously you were saying in terms of the aggressive sense, but it's not even the case in terms of, I think, religion should go completely because we don't know what a society, a society is like without religion. Even if you look at, like, there's a very fine line between cult and religion or between a certain ideology and religion. And if you look at today in terms of people who are hold whatever sway in in terms of politics, so far right, far left, like these groups and these ideologies are collecting massive amounts of people. And like, what's the distinguishment between their, they find a purpose for doing what they do. And in a sense, it's not that very much different from religion. And therefore, are we ever going to come to a place where quote unquote religion could be got rid of when it is very much uh, I won't say tribal because it's more ideological than your community that's around you but the fact that we haven't existed in a society without religion or without this sense of purpose would make you question whether or not it should be banned or not banned but whether or not it should be abolished completely do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I know what you're saying. Um, I think yeah, people that want to get rid of religion altogether, I wouldn't be very quick to say that. I think that it's a difficult thing to gauge and I don't know how we'd know or how we'd come to an answer and is it the case that we just need to, to see if that is the right thing to do and if we're wrong, we're wrong because I don't, I, I don't think there's a way you could know. I think this is where actually I think this answers the question there are certain I would hesitate to call them religions because they're belief systems they don't believe in a in, in a god or a higher power yeah stuff like Buddhism and that Jainism that I was talking about and all stuff like that and um, I think the Amish are similar they have a belief system that doesn't depend on a god but more of like a way of living and if everyone was Buddhist Okay, maybe that wouldn't work, but we wouldn't have the problems. You know, they're more they're more concerned with enlightenment and you know doing the most good they can, um, and whatever. They're very but, naturalistic ideologies yeah, as well. And yeah, I think like to abolish that would be wrong. To abolish that would be definitely wrong. Um. But I think I think I think as well we're both under the the pretense that in saying any of this we like we completely believe that people have the right to practice whatever religion they'd like to oh, as, yeah, as long as it doesn't interfere in someone's life. Yeah. That's the important part. Yeah. And the fact that 
so much of religion is pushing across your point on other people yeah. goes against that completely in terms of it's not regardless or it's not interfering with other people's lives. Yeah. Like if you go home and praise the flying spaghetti monster as <laughs> Richard Dawkins might uh, might say, it doesn't bear any uh, impact on me. However, if you start pushing this belief onto me and you know, happen to commit an atrocity based on this belief, that's when it needs to be cut out. Yeah. And we don't need to cut out stuff like Buddhism and Jainism and all that type of crack because it's never been a case that someone has actually using, not with a misreading of the, you know, the fundamental doctrine, you know, that they've ever committed a an atrocity but it's happened with christianity and and islam that without misreading the text literally taking it as it is they've committed atrocities and that's where the problem lies because i guess if i had to distill it into a into a sentence i'm not against christianity and islam and religions like that as they're practiced on the majority but i'm against the religion because it can be, it's so open. Yeah, that's but that, that's the thing. Well. It, yeah, it's very, yeah, it's a bit of a paradox there because you're kind of saying you're against one thing and for the but, exact same thing. And I know where you're trying to make the distinguishment in your head, mm. but it, like I, I, I think I agree with you, but I know that it's very hard to yeah, take I, like, I, what I, you're trying to say. I know I haven't made the point there, but... Um, it's it's the whole idea of being able to like the problem with it is that you can pick and choose but it'd be perfect if we could pick and choose the good things based off what we think but you can't do that because yeah. everyone's going to think different things uh, unless obviously the whole planet can agree on an objective moral yeah. compass and then where do you stop with stuff like okay you've abolished religion fine now it's the nihilists versus the existentialist versus the yeah, yeah. fucking whatever. You know. Yeah. No, I know what you're saying. It, like, yeah, well, that just comes down to this battle of ideologies would run on forever. And obviously, in this case, we're on the atheistic side of that battle and religious ideology. But I, I yeah, it could come down to that. But at the same time, what we're discussing is separate yeah it's it's the negative things of religion that are causing harm on other people yeah like i don't think saying that if we got rid of religion we'd have to get rid of different ways of viewing the world that aren't affecting other people's lives yeah um yeah um what other point were we going to make about this whole side of religion yeah i mean it's hard to kind of move away from the idea of its impact on society because at the end of the day that's the most important part in in ma- making an argument for or against being atheist like if it had no effect on society positive or negative the argument wouldn't be worth having do you yeah, get me everyone 100%. could everyone could be at home believing what like if you was, said in the spaghetti monster or whatever they wanted yeah. to if it was a personal issue and it didn't leach into the into the regular world have at it i 
don't give a toss. Yeah. But when it comes into like legislation and the way that a country is run and yeah. civil liberties and I think people are afraid to call out things when they pertain to religion. Like the whole thing about um burkas and hijabs and yeah. I just think that's wrong. Yeah, I, I know, know I, I agree with you. Yeah, I, I know it's on the base of religion and the people that the people that uh, participate in the whole tradition don't feel like they're being, you know, mistreated or yeah, whatever. Yeah. But then that makes it sadder that they have to do that. Yeah. For me. But I could be wrong because I came from a Christian household and then I was, you know, moulded by Richard Dawkins and Sam Harris and I think yeah, but I coming from you know, whole Western culture and that way of thinking I think we can say that I think to say anything outside of the reason for those garments is to suppress women would be wrong. Like, I think everyone should realise that that is the reason behind yes. those pieces of clothing. Like, okay, whether or not people want to wear them because of their religious beliefs, that's a separate issue altogether. And obviously the people who are... I'm, like, this is a loosely used usage... This is a loose usage of the word, but brainwashed to believe their religion yeah. are going to think that it's right for them to wear yeah, it and they want to wear it because of the religion. It's a chicken and the egg scenario. You don't know if they're wearing it because they want to or, you know, the... Do you know what I mean? Like, you don't know... I suppose. I mean, like, are they wearing it because the religion says so out of fear or out of positivity towards the religion? I think that's what you're kind of trying to say. Like, is it a fact that they're abiding by their religion because they're afraid or are they abiding by their religion because they want to abide by the religion? It's like, is this their belief because... Would they have any other way of thinking in the in the way that they were raised in the culture they were raised it's like yeah they agree with it but would they have any other opinion not really because that's yeah. what they're, they're yeah, you know. you're kind of brought up to believe a certain way and to think a certain thing and i think for us on the outside i think we like we can easily say like i don't understand the argument, and look, I haven't looked into it too much, so I could be brought to realise something completely new, but I don't understand how people who hold feminist values can go and argue in favour of that's the way a, that Islam treats women. Yeah, that's just a big double-think um, standard there. Yeah, I think it's completely paradoxical. Yeah, and it comes back to the fact that if you're a feminist and you're Muslim sorry you're doing one of them wrong or you're you're unless you're under the uh, the idea that Islam needs massive reformation if you're but a Muslim then, who but then I'm it, of the opinion that you're not yeah, actually yeah, no, Muslim I get, you. I get you what you're saying that's right. what I mean like you might say you are but the text and Muhammad and Allah would say you're also wrong and that you should be but would you th- think the same so with anyone who's Christian post-Christian Reformation. Yeah. 
I would think that. Okay. I would think that they're not. So you think anyone outside of fundamental Christians aren't Christians? Yeah, because, yeah, and that seems like a big leap to make, but. But then you're taking away. Uh, so you don't think that there's any worth to maybe worth isn't the right term there but you don't think you're able to interpret religious writings outside of the exact wording of it you can take inspiration but i don't think you're not a christian at that point i think it might come down to semantics here and definitions but for me a true christian is someone that I don't think it can ever exist because, obviously, you won't agree with this, but I'm of the opinion that objective morality is a thing. And a true Christian, I don't think, can exist because it, it would mean that everything is based, all of your opinions and beliefs are based off this. And to do that, you can't not exercise any parts of your doctrine. So, to be a true Christian, you have to engage with the with the ritual of stoning uh, stoning virgins. And I think not to do it is a deviation from the text. And you can't do that without an external source of opinions, which is in direct conflict. If you're, but, okay, if you're but, disagreeing with what... It could come down to people arguing with the translation and... and. But and I'd argue that I don't ever think it's been the case that religion has completely relied on the word of the book. I don't think so in, with the Bible. In what sense? What do you mean? Like, you're saying that the whole idea of being a Christian is abiding by the Bible in every sense, in that you don't do... You don't stray for like you don't stray from it at all in in your life, but I I, I don't think that it's a, I think the Bible has always taken interpretations, and religion or Christianity came from a place of there being interpretations of the Bible. Like, do you think that it was fundamentalism from the get go? I think, I suppose the natural evolution of ideas, but it was the same thing all of. Apart from the New Testament, which is just document documentation of, let's say, Jesus's mm-hmm. actual actions, all of the actual teachings either came from revelations to people or through Jesus, who is a direct mouthpiece, who is God. And okay, if, but but like Christianity takes into account the New Testament, and the New Testament is all about readings of that scripture and interpretations of that scripture and I you see I think that's I think the interpretations aren't at the end of the day as I was saying before to interpret God's word is not your say and obviously, I'm, let me remind you, I don't believe in this. I'm not, I don't believe in God or whatever. But it's not your say to interpret it. And I, I think that's 
that's clear from definitely the the maybe not the New Testament, you know, the like I think I, that I, we, I, we 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 definitely disagree on this. Yeah, but I'm not saying that like I'm to a certain extent I'm playing devil's advocate. Like I don't know if I disagree with you or I don't know if I agree with you. But mm. I like like you said at the start I do think this is kind of coming down to semantics to an extent. Okay, it is I, because it's the idea of I, what a Christian is. Yeah. I think I have it here. I think the definition of a Christian now means someone who practices some or all of the Christian ideals and, you know, doctrine. Yeah. However, I don't think that's a faithful a faithful um, definition because... I think then you're just a person that abides by certain teachings from a religion. Like it I don't think a true I don't think a true Christian could say anything against what's in the Bible like the like the God given facts of of, you know, um as I said, the stone and bridges. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't think a true Christian could dispute that. So I I think it follows from my definition then that to dispute that means you're not a true Christian. And I'm not saying that's good, bad or indifferent, but I think that uh, that's the point at which you, at which you, um, yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying. Like, yeah, no, it's a, it's a valid point. Like, I don't know what to make of it because, I think if, if because we, the usage of the word then becomes completely different. Do you get yeah. me? And I get that you're saying that today's usage of the world you think isn't exactly right, but at the same time, it's just yeah. I don't know. I don't want to like get bogged down into saying nothing just for the sake of the audio being yeah. shite. But like, I don't know what to think of it. It's a fair point. And I'm undecided. There's something... I see the logic to what you're saying. Yeah. But I just feel that, like, it's it's always been the case that... I, I look, I can't go back to just after the Bible was written and said... And obviously the Bible took ages to write. That's the thing, yeah. So there, there's not an instant where it was like, people believe nothing. Now everyone went exactly by the Bible. I don't think that ever happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and maybe there could be a different argument made in that Christians are people who believe certain things because of Christian teachings, yeah, and those I, who don't believe those things not because, like, they feel that they believe them not because of Christian teachings. Like, you get me? If yeah. you if you have the sense that there's an objective morality that you abide by, and that it's not influenced by the Christian teachings, then you can consider yourself non-Christian. You can consider yourself atheistic, or an atheist in that you aren't under the influence of those. Yeah. Of those writings. Um. I think the reason I, I'm phrasing it like this is because, like, I think we both agree that someone who is a feminist and uh, is a Muslim mm-hmm. is doing a massive disservice to one of them. 
Yeah. If you're if you feel that women should have rights and you're Muslim, then I think you're you're missing out a large part. And I don't think you can say that you're fully fully a Muslim. Mm-hmm. In I would you yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, and then they, you're saying that you can't go yeah for some ideas like, and against some ideas the same with yeah, Christianity. Like, which straw is the one that breaks the camel's back? Yeah, and yeah. I think I think it's. <laughs> It might just be a very generalised Yeah, no, uh, look, it, it's definitely... Okay, I think I get more what you're saying now, and I think you could be right, but it's coming down to... It's the definitions there that are the issue. It's yeah. not the actual terrain. Of, it's not the way of thinking. And I, It's not the idea itself. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I suppose to summarise that, if you do any interpretation, but that even comes down to you have to learn fucking greek yeah yeah. and you know it was not even the whatever language they it was written in and i i think why we're getting bogged down is because there's no logical conclusion to this there's no way we could logically say yes or no because it's not a logical endeavor it's not yeah it's kind of it's not grounded if, if we're in, looking at your definition of a christian it's it's a bit of a unicorn like yeah you never yeah it's this idea of something that could exist in a possible world but just like can't in this exact world yeah it's like if you ever try to get to the bottom of a rainbow it's always just like well it's 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 almost there yeah you can can almost get to it and yeah so i think i think in like Theoretically, your idea of a Christian might be sound and the idea of everyone else not really being a Christian is okay. Yeah. But I don't think you can take that approach in terms of oh. dealing with Christianity in real world. Yeah. And I'm not saying that's exactly what you're doing, but yeah, that's a, a point worth mentioning. That you can't just go up to someone and say, you're not a real... Well, it's an argument against theirs. I would... I would... No, okay, obviously not in real life, I wouldn't say you're not a Christian, but I... I think if you have any, but if you say if, same, you, if you say you're a Catholic, um, and that you follow the teachings of the Catholic Church, and the Catholic Church doesn't exactly take Scripture word for word, then that inconsistency falls away. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I see where you're coming from, but then, yeah, if I think that. That eliminates the distinction of Christians because yeah. that's a denomination and you can gladly call it. I think everyone falls into some denomination. Yeah, but then obviously there's fundamental Christians. Yeah. Tendency. And then but then there's like if you're a subset of something that can't be true. Yeah, yeah. I, I was just gonna say that. But I think we're just getting bogged down yeah, in but trying then, to Yeah, no yeah, this prove. is we're we're getting bogged down on definitions. Yeah. Or not even definitions, but just trying to logically ground something that <laughs> is by definition separate from logic like yeah the whole idea of faith is that it can't really yeah. be explained yeah and as well if you're trying to think along with this as well sorry you're not a, you failed god said you can't do that you if can't, you're trying to wait if you're trying to reason along with us and oh, you're yeah, yeah, a yeah. christian yeah sick buzz yeah, I can. It's been, if so I, a podcast is a trap for Christians, man, to get them out of heaven. Guess what? <laughs> um, 
No, but I, I think as well. If I was a, if I was talking with myself, like if I was sitting across the table from me right now, I would also disagree with me. Yeah. Because there's no way you can. I think a lot of the stuff we're talking about is kind of thought experiments, though. Yeah. Like, like the very fact that we can't articulate what we want to say perfectly shows that neither of us are completely all in on this idea. Yeah. If you were going to be all in on something, you'd want to be able to express that very well. Yeah. Um. What time are we on? One o six. It's actually like I feel I came into this thinking it was going to be way easier than it was. As in to to get through, like. <clears throat> yeah, to talk about, but it's actually like you can get bogged down on such small things. Yeah, we. I I had so much more stuff planned. Um. Notes yeah. wise, I feel like we'll definitely have to do another episode on this at some stage. Yeah, or even to do an episode on it with someone. Yeah, because <laughs> this, you see, this is the problem as well. That I was thinking about getting a priest on, and they're they're a true Christian, yeah. They're supposedly a mouthpiece. <laughs> yeah. Supposedly a mouthpiece of, uh, not exactly a mouthpiece of God, but you know, they're, they, they're the closest thing that a regular person will get to God's teachings, but they're also influenced by, by personal, personal beliefs and, you know, this objective morality that I think exists, but it, it comes down to them, then what they, what they preach to you. And what they emphasize and what they leave out, and yeah, I, think, I just think the whole idea of religion is just what you said. It's a unicorn. You'll never pinpoint it, and you, you can't. Yeah, it, it like it's very difficult to fight it using reason, seeing as like you said, there's so much that has evolved out of you know something existing for the sole purpose that there is no reason behind it. I mean, like someone can throw faith in your face, and there is little you can do to combat the idea of faith yeah. there's no rationale behind yeah. faith and I think I've come to the conclusion now of what would the ideal thing to do with religion be because Richard Dawkins is of the opinion that you you know prove people wrong all the time and you know, I think that's not the right thing to do. I would definitely be more defensive just because I was open to him and I respect him anyway. Yeah. If I was sitting in church and he came in, I'd probably not like him in the slightest. But because I came to the decision by myself and I was just, you know, pushed along a bit, maybe. But I think it comes down to the fact that if you're born into it, you're going to believe it and only you can get out of it. But I think it, it's definitely useful. I think the the most important, like the strongest way to move away from it or try and as a society come towards something better is collective conversation with the responsibility on both sides to find inconsistencies both with their own argument and with the opposition's argument. Mm-hmm. And you don't even have to say argument in that sense, conversation. Like, if you can come together with someone who holds these beliefs and try and find the inconsistencies that we're kind of looking for in some religious uh, writing, Mm. then that... The more inconsistencies you can find, the greater it is 
chance of them moving away from that way of thinking. Yeah. Um, one thing as well that sort of baffles me. The God out of Christianity and the God out of Islam are meant to be the same guy. Like, they're the same. Because, like, Jesus... The people in Islam don't think that Jesus was false or whatever. They think he was real as well. They just don't think he was the prophet. They, he don't, they don't think he was the last prophet and they mm-hmm. don't teach or they don't teach his beliefs or whatever. But I don't know. Because <laughs> like we don't know, and that and that uh, it's important that everyone the system realizes that. <laughs> Not that I'm sure they could have got it by now that we don't know. Yeah, probably heard so many sighs in this episode and yeah if anyone um is wondering when luke gets bogged down on an idea it's usually notified by a sigh <laughs> i'm very fond of them uh, <laughs> um let's about to do it again yeah <laughs> i'd say we can just uh wrap up this episode because i don't think like like this conversation could go on for three hours you get me yeah but i don't think anyone's we're just rehashing points that. here i think yeah that's true as well yeah but it's like it's, it's very hard to move away from a point when you can't when you don't feel like you've got a proper basis from it. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening. All I mean, right. this has been, I, I hope everyone can uh, sympathize with us in that it's a difficult thing, thing to talk, talk about and think through. But, um, yeah, we tried yeah. our best. We thought like us having this conversation brings us more into that way of thinking and yeah. being open-minded with the whole thing. So, yeah. And, um, if you're offended by any of this, um, I suppose send us a message. Or if you're a really religious person and you can't find any reason for not believing what you believe, send us a message and, yeah, you know, down the line, we're sure we'd love to talk about this with someone who is yeah. strong in those beliefs. Yeah, my instinct there uh, from <laughs> from what I was exposed to the Richard Dawkins side of things. I was about to say, if you're offended, then grow up. <laughs> but yeah, that's not the right we, way to we, do it. We'll leave it with Luke telling you to grow up that if you had any problems with anything, he said that you're a son of a bitch. Ew, you're a Christian. Oh, <laughs> get out. <laughs> grow up. Uh, yeah, so thanks for listening again. And uh, Oh, actually, we might make a quick announcement now that we plan on starting recordings for this. Yeah. So we'll be... Like video recordings. Yeah, apologies, yeah. Um, video recordings. So we'll be uploading to YouTube and probably TikTok as well. Yeah. So hopefully that'll just get a bit more reach for the podcast and see if there's anyone else who, who'd be interested in the kind of shit we're talking about. Yeah, because it's a very... It's very, um, not easy, but it's, the exposure is so much more accessible because with stuff like Instagram, you have to know and follow and whatever, but TikTok, it's just an algorithm that spits out stuff regardless. It's just Um, a content machine. Content machine, yeah. Yeah, Um, so. Maybe that's the new religion. TikTok just, I know where you, I know you know where I stand on TikTok. (laughs) Lucas strayed far from Christianity and in the following of the TikTok gods. Next episode is why is the communist Chinese government was so great. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, yeah, but I think we can leave it at that. We're did a good episode here, good episode length. Yeah. Um Yeah, so thanks for listening. Alright, good luck. See ya.